Today is Tuesday, June 27, 2017, and I am truly exhausted from everything that's gone on in the past week or so. Lots of crazy things. Um, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster and I get off the roller coaster to go to a goat rodeo. <laughs> um, wow. Well, I resigned from my job and then a couple of days later, my successor resigned and then my boss resigned. So all three of us leaving the admissions department and, um, then I offered to stick around uh, so that our department was not left just completely high and dry and the university seems to really appreciate that. Uh, my boss's boss said thank you for the generous offer and yes we will take you up on that and because I've agreed to stay on for some unforeseeable date in the future they will let me teach in the fall because originally they had taken away that option um, as part of my resignation. So I feel like I'm just fighting all the time to keep the little bits that I have going on. It's just, it's truly exhausting. But what's been interesting to me is that people who I didn't think would actually did stand up and go to bat for me and to keep me around and uh, I guess to protect their own interests but also mine. So my resignation has been put on ice and I never even told Mike that I resigned. <laughs> Although now I have a funny story to tell him that I resigned and then unresigned. Uh, so there's that. And then um, Last night, my band played. It was a Monday night, and my band played at a corporate gig. Those are always good because they pay well, but I am so exhausted today. I just, all I can think about is going to bed. The other issue I'm having is that I made an appointment for tomorrow to see my therapist. I haven't seen my therapist in many months, and I really like him so much. He is such um, a helpful life coach. I know I've talked about him a lot before. He's truly wonderful. Um, I always feel like every hour I spend with him is, a, is time well spent. But I decided that I wanted to take my son with me and actually give him the hour because it's clear to me that there are issues going on with my son that I can't seem to remedy or I can't even seem to get any headway in solving. Um, I know that some of this is typical teenage predictable behavior of trying to separate and um, be independent and all of that, but there's, there's more going on with all of this than that. My daughter was baptized on Sunday at church, and that's a whole other story, but at the baptism, when I was in the audience with Mike and our son, I was saying something nice to my son, and I went to just touch his shoulder, you know, like you would if you were just trying to reach out and touch somebody. And he just jerked himself away and, you know, his body language of, you know, don't touch me. Well, I don't know it, how normal that is or not, but it just made me realize, you know, we're so separated right now and we're so far apart. And it makes me very sad because I miss my son. I miss him. 
of course I miss the, the, the little boy that he used to be. Um, but I don't understand why our relationship has to be so deteriorated. You know, what is going on here? Why does he seem to hate me so much? Um, so anyway, I wanted to take my son to the therapist tomorrow just so that he could go by himself. I'll go drive around or wait in the car or whatever and just give my son the time to talk to somebody about me. And Jeff is a fantastic therapist and I think my son uh, maybe could get something out of it whether it's once or twice or 10 times, I think my son has some issues. He's got a temper and he's disrespectful and closed off from other people. Um, Mike likes me to believe that he's just closed off from me, but I don't really think that's true. So this morning I called Mike and I said, um, I would like to take our son to counseling with me. I would like him to come. And um, I truly believe that I need some help with this relationship with our son. And Mike is adamantly against it, 100% clearly against it. And he says, the problem is not with our son, but with me. And that all the problems are between my son and me and um, that I need to talk with my son about it. And I said, Mike, I have tried. I have tried and I've tried and you know I've tried, I said. You've been a part of those conversations. And I said, um, my son has this seemingly hate towards me and I, I want to solve that. I want to solve that. I'm asking for help. I'm looking for professional help to try to solve that. And he said, well, that's a mistake and you shouldn't do that and it's just going to make things worse. And um, he said, you know, you're always forcing him to do things. And that's part of the problem. And I said, really? I'm always forcing him to do things. Like what? What am I forcing him to do? Sit at a table during dinner? Force him to get a haircut? Force him to shower and wash his clothes in a washing machine? I mean, what else? What am I forcing him to do? And Mike said, well, I'm not going to get into that with you. I'm not. You know, because I'm like, because you, you don't have any solid examples. Just give me an example. And he said, well, you treat him like a child. I said, well, I can understand why he feels that way. Sometimes I, I override some decisions or I tell my son what he's going to be doing because he's 15 and I'm the parent and that's what I'm doing. I'm parenting. And I said, you know, Mike, whether or not you like me or whether or not you agree with me or whatever, you don't like what I do or what I say, I said, don't you want your son to have a better relationship with his mother? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, well, then please help me with that. Help me make that happen. And he goes, well, I'm not getting in the middle of this. I'm not getting in the middle of this. I said, you are in the middle of this. You are the father. You are the father. You and I have a child together. You're in the middle of this, whether you like it or not. And, and so why won't you help at least, you know, try to help me discover what what the underlying issues are so that I can work to solve them. You know, we're all alive. We're all here. We're together. We're a family. We're on this planet. We're, we, we, we have the opportunity to improve things as long as we're alive and breathing. So let's try to do that. And that's what I was saying, you know. And he said, well, I'm, I'm not getting in the middle of it. You'll have to talk to your son about it. And I said, well, I've tried my best. 
I know you don't agree that he should go to counseling, but it's what I, it's what my gut is telling me. It's what my instincts are telling me. It's what my professional self feels. Um, I think that he's got some issues. He plays these violent, bloody video games day after day, night after night. He's withdrawn from me. He's smug. He is, um, doesn't, I feel like he doesn't respect me. And I told Mike, I said, you know, please bear in mind that the kids perception of me and their feelings towards me is greatly influenced by how they see you treating me and you talking to me. Please keep that in mind. And he said, don't try to blame me for your problems with the kids. And I said, no, this is not about blame. This is not about blame. This is about trying to understand what's upsetting our son so that I can help solve it. Mike acts as though there's some big thing or there's some big reason that he knows, but he won't share that with me. I don't, I don't understand that. To what end? How does that benefit anyone by not telling them what's wrong? And I tell my son that too, because he says, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, it doesn't matter. Just leave me alone. And I say, no, it does matter. If we're not having a good relationship, let's talk about that. If I'm being an asshole or I'm a jerk or I'm rude or whatever, please tell me so that I can either explain myself or so that I can change my behavior. And I don't get that opportunity. And, you know, my son says a lot, well, you don't listen to me. And I don't think that, I don't think that's true. And then when I disagree with that statement, then he feels like giving up on that. I've really tried to understand why he feels I don't listen to him. I honestly believe it's because I don't always agree with him. And if I don't agree with him, he thinks I must not be listening. And that's not true. At any rate, I want a good relationship with my kids. We don't have the ideal situation. We don't. This is not ideal. This is not what I wanted. But why don't we make the best of what we've got and try to be loving towards one another and try to be physically and emotionally present. I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. My son just wants to be left alone. You know, when I come into the room, he just rolls his eyes or he, um, acts just put out if I ask him a question. Um, but yet my son also calls me up and says, he needs $1,200 by Friday in cash so he can go buy his show lambs for FFA. So it's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you to be in the room with me. I don't want to see you. Leave me alone. Oh, but by the way, I need 1200 bucks for this thing that I want. I'll tell you, as a parent, sometimes you really feel just like you're just used and you're just a means to an end. So... I'm not taking my son to the therapist tomorrow because logistically it just doesn't work. Mike can't help me get him there and it's, I've got to work the first half of the day and blah, blah, blah. But what I'm going to do is talk to my therapist tomorrow, ask him to see my son, set up an appointment to make that happen, tell my son that it's going to happen. Well, Mike said, you better talk to our son before you do this. I said, oh, I will. And he won't want to do it. He will dig in and he'll be pissed off. But... I'm willing to make him mad at me again for the opportunity for him to talk to someone. And you know what? That therapist may say, Lisa, 
the problem is all you. Your son is fine. Everything is fine. You're just doing this or that wrong. Great. I want to know that. Please. If I take my son to the, to the therapist and they say, he's fine, the problem is yours, great. Or if I take my son to the therapist and they say, yeah, he's got some issues we can help him with, then great. We've all won. How is that a down? How is that a downside? I don't understand. But anyway, so now I'm not quitting my job. I'm staying on for some period of time. But my micromanaging boss uh, is leaving. She's got another job. So that's good. And the program director who I support, we're going to work together to kind of reimagine my position so that I can be happier. A little more autonomy and a little more um, vested in outcomes. So that'll be good. I'm going to talk to my therapist tomorrow. Um, but the most important thing is I'm going to really try to get a good night's sleep tonight. I'm exhausted. And I have to do this online job interview thing. Now the school district has contacted me about interviewing, but it's not an in-person interview. It's one of these, it's this thing called Hire View, where the whole interview is online and recorded. I'm not very happy about that. I guess that's why millennials don't like to hire old people like me. <laughs> because I'd rather have a good old-fashioned in-person interview where you look me in the eye and you shake my hand. Let's talk. Let's sit down together or let's have coffee. How can you tell if you really want to work with me if you just see me looking uncomfortable on some camera? I don't understand it. No wonder my career is over. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes.